Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Well, hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, I'm going to be talking about the impact that lukewarm Christianity has on our mental health. I'm going to talk about what is that? How do we know if we are lukewarm? And what does this have to do with our mental health? I honestly had no idea that I was lukewarm myself until I was faced with some struggles where I was forced to get on my face and really truly surrender to Jesus. I didn't even know I was doing it at the time, but I needed him. Most of us love Jesus and we actually believe in him, but we're not all in and we're not completely surrendered for the kingdom of God. And that is essentially being lukewarm. And this really is a tragedy in our current world right now because there's so many that are turning away from the faith and moving into more new age activities, which essentially still is spirituality. So there's still this hunger and this desire to know things of the spirit but it's the counterfeit. And so we as Christians, we need to understand this and we do need to be all in and to surrender to God and find out maybe why we're not and what's going on and really to kind of examine ourselves to what is slowing this down, what's impacting this so that we can go all in for Jesus. So Holy Spirit, I pray God, that you be with the listeners right now, you be with me, you help me to speak exactly what they need to hear. I pray, Lord, for the fire of God to come and fall down on them, for those who are hungry and want more of you, God, that you give them more of you. And those who are not sure and maybe are kind of lukewarm, Lord, that through this episode that there is no shame, that there is no shame, it's comforting, that you're the comforter, that you come in and just comfort them and invite them in to a deeper relationship with you. And those who are not believers, Lord, I just pray for an invitation for them to keep an open mind, to consider you, to consider the possibility of believing pray right now for every single one of your mental health. We bind up the spirit of anxiety, depression, any trauma, relationship, discord. And I speak to all of that. And I say, you don't have right in my listeners right now. I, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. And I pray for the peace that surpasses all understanding to be with every single one of them. Have mercy on their souls. And I pray for your grace to be with them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So last week's episode was on priorities with God at the center. I talked about the order of importance of ourself, our spouse, our children, work, and other people in our life. And I had an amazing guest, Megan 
Nielsen, who is a new friend that we are going to be speaking at a conference in April of 2023. So I want to encourage you to check out this conference. Um, from now until then, I will actually be including the link for this conference in the show notes so that you can actually take a look and see that. Um, so it's April 2023. We have plenty of time to sign up, but I'm really excited about it. But she's going to be one of the speakers. She shared her testimony and really what God has done in her life. So lukewarm Christianity. The episodes that I just did really are a good segue into this because essentially being lukewarm is not putting God first. But here's the thing. I think that there are many people that have no idea that they are lukewarm because this was me. This is why I think that there's many people like this. I had very good intentions. I love Jesus. I wore a cross on my neck. I went to church but I wasn't in the Bible regularly. I didn't truly know how to worship or that that was a thing. I actually just thought it was singing, okay? That I would get drunk on the weekends. I'd swear when other people would swear around me, so I'd kind of adapt to my surroundings. So I really was the thermometer. I wasn't the thermostat for God's kingdom. So basically what it means to be lukewarm, because we want to identify that, is that a Christian... So you identify that you're a Christian. You have one foot in the world and you have one foot in the kingdom of God. This essentially isn't possible because if you have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, that's actually something that you think you can do. You can't actually do that in the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, you have to have two feet in. So essentially, as I'm (laughs) speaking this to you, I'm realizing that being a lukewarm Christian really is quite dangerous because I don't even know if there's some people that are actually Christians. And again, I'm not judging that, but this is just one of the, some of the things that I've thought of. And I look and I'm like, was I actually Christian? I don't know. Okay, so I'm not here to judge that. I'm just here to say, if you have a foot in the world, that means it's probably more of where your heart is. And I say this lovingly because this was me, okay? I'm speaking to myself. Um, But Revelation 3, 14 through 16 says that to the angel of the church in Laodicea wrote, these are the words of Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. I mean, seriously, you guys. Like, So this is why, this, this to me, this is such a big deal and why I kinda, I'll get to this and how I feel that this affects our mental health because when we don't actually have God helping us, we, we're, we're in the world. So we think that we have him, but we're actually cold because we're not all in and hot for the kingdom. In Isaiah 29, 13, the Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based merely on human rules that they have been taught. And then Titus 1, 16 says, They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. 
So how do you know if you're lukewarm? If you're listening to me, you're like, I don't want to be lukewarm. And just remember, that was me. I want to keep repeating that so that there's no shame in this. Remember that Romans 8.1 says there's no condemnation for those who who are in the kingdom and those who believe. So if in your heart you say that you believe and you're wanting more of God, just take this episode as an opportunity to dive in deeper. And I will pray for that at the end of this episode. Um, So here's some ways that you can know if you are lukewarm or if somebody you know around you could possibly be, is that you only pray when you have a problem. So you kind of live your life and you forget about God and then something happens that's bad and you think, oh, I'll pray about that. And then it's your go-to is that, okay, now I'll pray. It isn't this giving him glory when good things happen, which is essentially what he wants us to do and just live with him and have this communion with him all the time. Um, And then the other thing is that if you feel guilty a lot, that, oh, I should have prayed or I should have done this, um, their guilt isn't something that God is actually wanting us to feel. It should be this relational invitation because he's our father God. He's our Abba Father. And so it's this, I want to be with him. It isn't this guilty, I should f- want to be with him kind of a feeling. And if you are feeling that, that could be from trauma from childhood, parents making you feel guilty. And so I just break that off you right now in the name of Jesus. And I just invite you in to have a father-daughter, father-son relationship with Father God, that you can step in and just have that that childlike faith and that childlike spirit. Um, the next thing is that you twist the word of God to conform to your feelings, your comfort, your beliefs, or your ideas. So essentially, you're compromising what God says. The next one is that you only want to be a Christian because you don't want to go to hell and you're afraid of hell. Right, the next one is that if someone asks you to wait a salvation, you actually don't really know the answer. This is me. I didn't even know what the gospel was. I thought the gospel was Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And again, I didn't feel shame about this. I just kind of had a hunger to say, well, what is the gospel? And I wanted to really just find out and know more. And when I heard the gospel shared to me, it just really in this real way, I, I just... I had such a childlike faith and such a beautiful hunger that grew and I was amazed and something shifted in me. And so my prayer is that for you, that it isn't a monotonous thing that you just hear. It's like, wow, all of my sins are forgiven. Like everything I made, it's I'm white as snow. Like, and I now am not just on the cross. I was co-crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I'm now operating with him in the throne of grace, like the throne room of God. I get to be there and I have access to everything in the kingdom. Like that's the gospel. Like it just hit me like, why haven't I ever heard this? So if you're not knowing what it is, get to know what it is. And don't take it as a shameful thing, but as an exciting thing that, wow, I get to learn more about this. And the next thing is that you will judge other Christians the way that they believe. Um, so you might believe that they are a Bible banker, they're a holy roller, or um, even just kind of judging other people's faith. Again, I don't necessarily think that that part is lukewarm, but if that's something that you're doing, it's not helping the church. And so we, we got to be loving of everyone. God wants us to be in unity and not judging other people if they still believe in Jesus, but they just practice it differently than you. 
The next one is that you really talk about your faith or share your faith with anyone. Um, and the next one is that when it comes down to it, you really actually don't want to make a sacrifice for Jesus. Jesus tells us to pick up our cross and follow him. But if he told you to do that, you'd be like, well, I got some things I got to do first, <laughs> which is what many of the disciples were saying. Well, I have a, I have a wedding or I have to go to my, you know, my parents' funeral. I'm thinking that's a huge deal. And Jesus is saying to pick up your cross and follow him. And what I know now about as I've listened to the Holy Spirit is that Jesus isn't going to actually have you do something that he, like he's going to have you do things that he believes in. And it's going to most likely be in support of something that you want as well. He wants to give us the desires of our heart as you delight in him. So if we're not delighting in him, though, he might, he's probably not going to give us the desires of our heart because we're not delighting in him. Does that make sense? So just a couple other that I have, I wouldn't say that this is necessarily lukewarm, but it can be, is that you fear others' opinions more than God. If you look at your life and see that in the past 10 years, nothing's really changed much, because really a real Christian will be transformed. And so every day we're going to be changing. Every day we should look different because the Holy Spirit's in us and we are sh- we, we're to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. And so it's less of us, it's more of him. And so our life should start to be manifested in that way where it should look different. And then the other one is that things of faith are for show and what people see and not really what's in the secret place with God. And even if I say that, that you don't even know what the secret place is. And so there should be that quiet time with God. And we should be in that place, that secret place, and where we know that we know that we know that he loves us. So what does all this have to do with mental health? Why would I even bring up lukewarm Christianity with the the topic of mental health? Well, essentially, I believe that it means everything. One of the... I think one of the most important verses of the Bible is Romans 12, 2, where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we are to be transformed. And that is from our mind being renewed. And our mind being renewed is mental health. And if we're not, if we're not hot for God, if we're not all in and surrendered, we're going to be kind of dabbling with the world and dabbling with God and kind of trying to just be like, okay, whatever I can get. And this is where sometimes I think it's confusing because we'll maybe like go to a psychic because we don't know that that we shouldn't go to a psychic because psychics are using familiar spirits, which are technically demons. And we're just not aware of that. So we just think, oh, I'm I'm struggling with depression. So I'm going to see a psychic. It's going to make me feel better. And you go to a psychic and you do actually feel better. So you're like, oh my gosh, that's great. And then you go read your Bible and you're like, oh my gosh, this, this is so awesome. God is so good. But you're still struggling with depression. You're still struggling your relationship. And so you're just kind of this like dabbling dabbling, you know, both in the word of God, both in kind of new age and in the world and, and not really actually grabbing hold of what it means to truly surrender that you're really, truly loved and what it means to actually be in the secret place. And because God will change us from within. And if we keep dabbling back over into the world and into the things that are not of God, we're mixing in with that transformation things that aren't of God. And so it's, it's not going to be pure. 
you know, purity and holiness is where a lot of the power comes from with God. There is power in the word of God. And if we're not all in with the word of God, if we don't actually truly believe that God is who he says he is, well, then we're not going to actually get those promises. He's going to still give us some because he loves us, but it's, it's not going to be as good. And so with some of us, when we let go of the things of the world, it's going to get really good. <laughs> some of the things might get hard because there is testing, there's tribulation. And I think a lot of the testing and tribulation that the Bible talks about, this is honestly what I think. I'm getting this revelation right now as I'm, as I'm speaking on this podcast. It's from the other people in our life that look at us and say, what happened to you? You're weird now. Why are you all in for this Jesus? That, I think, is some of the testing and tribulation, honestly. Because now we're all in, and now we have people in our life that weren't all in, and they were our friends. And so it's up to us, then, to be Jesus to them, love them, show them that he's the way, the truth, and the life, and to be loving to them and invite them into the journey and say, actually, Jesus is really awesome, and he's helping me. Do you want to know about him? And we can do it in a way that's not weird, that's comforting, but there's other tribulation that will come too, and we we need to still stay firm that what God says is good, and God is good, instead of trying to make ourselves comfortable and shift what we believe around, you know, changing the Bible to what we believe. So there's a process, though, when we are transformed. And so if any of you have a lot of trauma... And you're listening and you're like, oh, but I have so tried so many different things. This is where it can get really hard. And there's people in the church that aren't as equipped in this. And it's actually why I would say I'm stepping into doing more ministry work is because people who have trauma and have tried going to the church are still struggling. It is a process. And that part doesn't happen overnight. The healing doesn't happen overnight. And I, essentially, if you do have a lot of trauma, I have a word for you. I do really feel like you are actually going to be an important word for the church. That God is needing you and he, he needs you really, really bad. And so as you get healed, God is actually going to be using you to help other people. Because you know it firsthand and you understand it so much more than people who have good hearts, want to help out in the church, but they don't have a story like you have. There is nothing like a testimony. And you have a testimony. Because when you testify, miracles are released. And so your story needs to be told. So the other thing that you'll be able to know if somebody is not lukewarm and they're on fire is that you can see it by their fruit. Remember before I was saying that if you look back at 10 years and there's not much change... If the opposite is true, where you look back at 10 years and there's a ton of change and you can see the fruit of your life as there is so much growth, I mean, that's God. Matthew 7, 16 through 17 says that you can detect them by the way that they act, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit. You need never to confuse grapevines with thorn bushes or figs with thistles. Different kinds of fruit trees can quickly be examined or quickly be identified by examining their fruit. So if you look at your life and you see the fruits that's growing, that's God. God is working. So we say, thank you, Jesus. And if it's not, it's an invitation here right now that God wants all of you. And I want to give all of you an opportunity to really give God your all, 
So as I'm talking in this podcast right now, and if you notice that there's parts of yourself holding back or you're thinking, oh yeah, that was me, I want you to just examine that and give it to the Lord. Like see the cross, see Jesus and just hand it to him and say, God, I want to give you this. And if you need to pause the podcast, go ahead and do that. But just say, I give you my desire to want to drink and get drunk. Again, drinking's not bad, but it's the drunkenness that is. I give you my desire to want to have sex out of marriage, to want to eat everything in sight. If you're struggling with gluttony and you just have this desire and it's just comforting. If you notice yourself gossiping or lying or even just bored with with God or with church or what you think it is, like just be real with him and just say, I don't even know what I need to repent for, God, but I feel like I'm what she's talking about. I feel like I'm lukewarm. Just say, God, I give it to you. I don't understand, but I give it all to you. And I want to be your daughter and your son. I want to be known by you, and I want to know you, God. That's what he wants. He wants us to know him. God wants to be known. There's a relationship there that he's inviting you into. And so that is a silly relationship. It might be asking God what you wear for the day. It might be joking around with God and just having a real relationship with this invisible God that we can't see. So you have to be able to get over any weirdness that you had that you were judging before that now you're needing to repent for because that was you. And so then the next thing you want to do is just repent and say, God, I repent Forgive me, Lord, for my sins. Thank you, God, for the cross. Thank you for the power of the blood. Yeah, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here with the listeners right now. That you're just bringing them into a deeper relationship with you. That you're wooing them. You're pulling them into that loving relationship. That there's no shame. It's just this comfort. And as he's drawing you in, he's pulling you in. To come into a deeper place of worship that you want to worship him and you want to praise him. There's this desire that you have that you just want to say, thank you, God. You're like, why am I doing this? It's because of him. So things will start to come out of your mouth and you're like, why am I saying this? It's because the Holy Spirit is, he's wooing you even more. The great commission is that Jesus said for us to go, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's him. Jesus is with you. He's not leaving you, and he's inviting you in. He's not mad if you have been lukewarm. He wasn't mad at me, but he was like, okay, Heidi, come on in. Let's go. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, for drawing the listeners in, pulling them in, your secret place and I'm just going to read some of Psalms 27 over you and I'm going to speak it to you the Lord is your light and your salvation whom shall you fear the Lord is the stronghold of your life of whom shall you be afraid one thing that you ask from the Lord this only do you seek that you may dwell in the house of the Lord the days of your life, that you will gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek God in his temple. For the day of trouble, God will keep you safe in his dwelling. 
He will hide you in the shelter of his sacred tent, and he will set you high upon a rock. Your heart says, seek his face, seek God's face. Your Lord, you will seek. You are seeking God's face. And you say to the Lord, you're, as you're in with him, teach me your way, Lord. You're saying this to God, lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. And the oppressors is what Satan does. Those are our oppressors. They're, li- they're little demon critters that come in and try to tell you all these lies. And so we thank you, Lord, that we are to remain confident of you, Lord, that we seek goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that we will wait for you, God. We will be strong, we will take heart, and we will wait for you. We trust you. So thank you, Lord, for healing us and transforming us from within as you pull us in and you woo us in to know you more, that we are no longer lukewarm, but we are on fire for you. There's some things we don't understand, but we know that you're God and we are not, and we trust you. So we thank you, God, for coming in and this fresh fire that's coming in and falling in on us. And if any of you are experiencing anything, if you notice anything, just say, thank you, God, more, Lord, more, Lord, more of your presence, God more of your fire. Yeah, just get in, Lord, from the tip of their head all the way to their feet. We just pray for your presence to come in. Bring them into a deeper intimacy with you, away from the world, but into your real presence. As you heal the anxiety, you heal the depression, because from within Holy Spirit, you are showing them who they are, a mighty man, a mighty woman, your great kingdom. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for loving Jesus and seeking him and going after him. You truly are amazing. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.